Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 105 of the IA Cast. My name is Michael Doeys, and this week I'm here with Aaliyah Dudley. It's 2019, and it's our first episode of 2019. Oh, wait, we got to change the copyright files. Yes, we do. We have Jeff Bishop. Hello, everyone. And Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. And yeah, I realized that, too, that we need to change the files when we put out the unbox cast of the iPad Pro. <laughs> Whoopsie. Whoops. Yeah. Oops. I didn't even think about that. So I didn't either until I had the file saved. In, and I, I, is, it, is it just me or do you guys also have problems writing 2019 now? I have a lot of problems writing that. What's really um, weird, weird is writing 2020. Yeah. That will easier, be easier, but weird. And and I was gonna say, for a whole year, it will be very easy to type. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be able to talk about back in the twenties. Yikes! Stop that. That's just it. Just, it sounds Good. so old because I'm so used to thinking like 1920s. No, 2020s. <laughs> so weird. Right. So this is the first week of the year, and we have. Some we already have tech news, which is exciting. I well, believe CES, CES starts tomorrow, and so we're already starting to see announcements today, and that's really exciting to me. So we have a bit of news already, which is really exciting. So we will dive right into that. So, Apple Cue splashing sounds, right. <laughs> diving into news and winter. Yes, yes. Right. So Where's the diving board sound effect? Right. And so, Jeff, you brought up a fact that is interesting, that Apple is now the fourth wealthiest company. So this is all subject to where the market is, so this could be slightly off. But, uh, I mean, I just wanted to mention, you know, uh, about the stock market. I mean, it's it's been going a little crazy for all of the tech sector. And uh, so it's just kind of interesting to watch, you know, where, you know, what's happening in all of this, because it's, uh, it's kind of scary for those that are that are saving. <laughs> um, I'll just say that, but uh, just buckle in and stay true. I think, I think that's what that that's what the most common advice is anyway. But again, I am, I am no way, shape or form and am a uh, financial advisor of any kind. So <laughs> I'm right there with everybody else. Right. But it's just interesting news to see how things fluctuate, uh, you know, in the yep. tech industry. And yep. it it's just interesting kind of to see where Apple has been, where it is now. And we actually have quite a bit to talk about as far as Apple this time. Uh, they We have an announcement today that uh, that I've been seeing online that Apple is bringing the iTunes video content service uh, iTunes video content and service to Samsung TVs this year. So what are your thoughts on that? I think it's something that would never have been done 10 years ago. <laughs> that That's just not something. No. But I think Apple is preparing to um, try to launch a service and they want to have that service as widespread as possible similar to how they put apple music on android i think it has to do with how they're trying to make sure that that content is available for the widest customer base possible 
I would completely agree with that, Aaliyah. Um, but I also think it's weird because not necessarily a good weird or a bad weird, but just more of a different weird to think that you'll be able to access iTunes video content on something that is not, you know, a Mac, PC, or iOS device. A Samsung TV. Distinctly not. Like, Apple's had fights with these guys before. I mean... Right. (laughs) I I think it's interesting, and it's really going to be uh, interesting to see what happens in the future. Like, what else would Apple possibly open up in the future to... You know, other devices that may or may not have that may not have had access to, you know, some of these Apple services, you know, like you said, Apple Music on the Amazon devices. What could be next? Yeah. And Android, too. Yeah. And Android. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did say Android, not Amazon. I said Android. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and I think, you know, that's something I kind of forgot, too, is, you know, we just got uh, the Apple Music library on echo that's huge and we're seeing this spread of apple content on so many devices and i've been seeing tweets and different things saying that you know apple wants to be a services company and i think we're starting to see that and i could be wrong but i have a feeling this is going to be a big big year for apple you know we were promised the mac pro this year we were promised several things, and the rumor has been of a iOS redesign in June. So I think that this is going to be a year where we need to watch Apple and see where they're going to go by the end of this uh, experience, because I think they're going to change the game again. Speaking of iOS 13, did you guys see that there are, uh, I think it was 9 to 5 Mac, but um, there are a couple websites that were reporting that they were seeing iOS 13 traffic. Traffic? Yeah, iOS 13 traffic to their websites, like from iPhones and iPads and stuff. Or at least, I don't remember if they specifically said the devices that were running iOS 13 that they saw. They just said that they saw some iOS 13 devices visiting their website, so that's interesting. That is interesting. I'm very interested to know more about that. We will, if we could find information, we will put that in the show notes. And also rumored Apple headphones. I heard a rumor that it'll be 2020. I saw a rumor that it'll be this year. But do you think that means the end of the Beats line, or do you think they'll keep those going and just make, because it seems rather redundant to me. Well, I... When Apple first... Go ahead, Aaliyah. I think, I don't think it'll be the end of the Beats line so much as it will be taking what Beats brings to the company and putting an Apple name on it finally and kind of giving the headphones, I don't think they'll be redundant because giving these headphones more of an Apple feel um, and trying to bring Beats more into the Apple fold, I guess. Yeah. And if you think about it, and I saw this from another article too, but I, I kind of agree with the viewpoint. Apple's audio on their devices for the last couple years has been really, really, really good. I mean, you've got the audio on the new Macs. You've got the audio of the iPad Pro line, even our older iPad Pros. Um, You've got... 
I know, but they're still good. <laughs> um, but you've got the audio of the iPhones. You know, you have the audio from the HomePod. I mean, it it makes me very interested to see what the audio of these headphones is going to sound like when, hopefully when, right? But hopefully when these headphones are released because, you know, Apple's been making good audio recently. So, I mean, I'm going to be very disappointed personally if the audio sounds similar to that of the Solo 3s. Now, to be fair, sound is very subjective. Personally, I think the Solo 3s sound a little thin, so I'm hoping that it'll be more of a, a balanced sound and that the headphones won't be too expensive and that will open up you know consumers more consumers i should say to the to the to the world of higher end audio you know possibly even audio file grade audio and that makes me excited and i'm also hoping that these headphones have um even though i assume they're going to be bluetooth headphones i hope that they will still have a some sort of a cable whether it's a detachable cable like a 3.5 mil or uh, uh, and then maybe you could replace it with a lightning cable or something. I just hope there's a way to use them in wired mode. I'm still petting my HomePod and thinking, since since it's HomePod, EarPod, AirPod, would these be head pods? I don't know. But I'm still. I was wondering my that too. HomePod. Just don't touch the top. No. <laughs> no, because then it'll play. No, no, no beans in my ears. No. <laughs> <laughs> over ear pod around but, ear pod but, but but see that song prevents you from getting an earworm because you already have beans in your ears <laughs> so no I, that, I, I i hope it's i hope it's true though because one of the things going back to the headphones thing not beans in your ears but going back <laughs> to the headphone thing one of the rumors I, one of the rumors i saw is that Apple could have um, be using the 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 beamform technology from the HomePod to make these earphones uh, be able to determine how you have them set on your head, so that you don't need to worry about which one of them is the left one and which one is the right one. They would just switch depending on how you put them on your head. So That's that nice. would be cool. So and something that I suspect may only work in Bluetooth, but you know. So that's really nice. I mean, it would be neat if we had some Apple headphones. And uh, one of the other things that I saw that uh, has come out in the beginning before CES is there's another eGPU um, for use with Macs. So all of you guys that use that um, will really enjoy that. It'll be good for cryptocurrency mining and for graphics for gaming. And so we will see loads of products like that. NVIDIA will have an announcement. Uh, all, all the companies we expect will have announcements at CES. And interestingly, because of the government shutdown, the federal government, who had several speeches, keynote speeches, will not be attending CES. So do y'all find that to be kind of interesting? I'm, I find it interesting that gov the federal government was going to speak at CES. I find that kind of interesting too. I wonder what they were going to say. Yeah, I just I just wonder what the topic, you know, that they, and that might be worth uh, looking into. So, and on a 
iAccessibility related note, I got to check out the new iPad Pro. We un did an unboxing. And this thing is amazing, guys. And I think it's going to be the future of the iPads and other Apple devices to see USB-C because now you can podcast from an iPad if you're not using TeamTalk. If you're using Zoom, man, I bet that'd be awesome. But you can now podcast using binaural headphones or other professional mics without needing additional power. I was able to plug in my AirPods using the uh, USB-C port. So as I'm sure you guys can tell, this is going to be my pick. It's not time for that. Right. But does anybody else have any news topics we want to discuss before we move on? I can't think of anything. All right. So, Aaliyah, why don't you talk to uh, our listeners about one of our awesome services that we offer? Sure. I am actually the head of our training program. So if you got a device for Christmas or you went and bought yourself a gift or you have something that you're just having trouble with and you would like for somebody to help you with that, we have a training program for $18 an hour. You can get trained in many, many, many different devices. I cannot say them all here as the list is very extensive, but we train in many things, uh, most commonly iOS, Mac, Windows, uh, Android. I had to think, you know, because that operating system. Uh, okay, I'm <clears throat> <laughs> la 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 la. Anyway, um, and we have trainers who can teach uh, at many different uh, time slots. We have evenings and daytime and different things like that. You can find out more by heading to iaccessibility.net slash training or by sending an email to training at iaccessibility.net. That's training at iaccessibility.net. And for you advanced users out there, you are not left out. We even have development courses as well. That's right. All right. So on to our main topic of the day, and that is it's a new year, as we uh, have pointed out earlier. So it's important to talk about this new year and how we could take advantage of it. So we have several things we want to talk about. You know, there's keeping your health good. You know, there's organizing your health so that you stay healthy through the year. There's time management and there's project management and there's just good, you know, things that you want to do with your life now that it's the new year. We always have these New Year's resolutions. And so we want to talk about some some practices that we use that can help you in your journey through 2019. So let's start out with some... uh apps for keeping fit and some methods. And I, I will just flat out say mine, Apple Watch, all the way. So I will talk about the other stuff I use. But uh, Aliyah, what do you use and what do you recommend folks use? Mainly I use my Apple Watch. But if I, my focus when I'm using my phone for something health-related is mainly to relax and de-stress, not necessarily to work out. 
And so if I'm using apps on my phone, I have a couple. There's one called Calm and another called Oak. Both apps allow for meditation practice and they have guided exercises and they both have free content. I believe Calm also has some in-app purchases. I'm not sure about Oak. I used it a little and I need to get back into it. But also useful is the Breathe app on the Apple Watch if you have it. Um, it will help you to regulate your breathing and sit and uh, and relax for a bit. And um, I talk about, you know, breathing and a yawn. Anyway, so those are some of my favorites. I don't use a lot of um, workout apps necessarily. If I want a good cardio workout, I might go look it up on YouTube or use some of the Blind Alive stuff that is still up, by the way. They are asking for donations for their content. If you do download it, they would appreciate any donations you would be able to give. Um, so just a plug for them as well. Okay. And Jason, how about you? So I, you know, like you and Aaliyah, mainly use my, my Apple Watch. And I don't tend to focus on working out a lot either. But I like to focus on, you know, de-stressing and, you know, that type of thing, too. And I actually, like you, Aaliyah, use the Breathe app. Uh, I've actually been pretty bad recently about responding to those notifications and taking time to breathe, uh, which I'm going to try and get better about doing uh, this year. Because it really does help. I have definitely seen it helped me calm down when I use the breathing app. Sometimes I, I'll use it when I'm about to go to bed. It helped me relax. Um, but I also use uh, an app I think I've mentioned on the show before called Nature Space. And Nature Space, I tend to have on basically, let's see, my iPhone and my iPad are the devices I tend to use Nature Space with. The rain tracks are really good for creating white noise and they loop really well, and I find that if I have, like, white noise going, I can sleep when I actually get to sleep easier than I can when it's just, you know, completely quiet. Um, sometimes I'll put on headphones and listen to the tracks with headphones. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. And you can get free tracks with Nature Space. You can also purchase, they have all kinds of different tracks in all kinds of different areas. They have nature sounds they have like sci-fi sounds they have i believe they have like a, a train collection hmm. um and you can preview all kinds of different sounds in the app before you buy them so that you can hear them and i think all of them are in very high quality binaural i don't think they have any sounds that are just like mono or stereo so and that's it's it's, that's 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 really cool. I, I like nature space yes it's nature space it's actually available for both ios and android if i remember correctly cool so that's interesting. I may actually have to pick that up. All right. So uh, now it's time for Jeff Bishop. I know that, Jeff, you have a probably a way with your phone to actually scan for vegetables. And uh... <laughs> Wow. Wow, Michael. Those are fighting words. Jeez. Hey, I, I have seen your pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> no veggies on those pizzas <laughs> i kid i kid so i also use an apple watch as well and so i track you know hard activity and i try to complete 
rings as much as I can. I use the uh, my fitness pal. Isn't that what it's? I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they have um, several. I'm not apps. as good at. Yeah, I'm not as good at uh, putting stuff in it. Although it's pretty accessible, so it, it's good for tracking. You know what you're eating and all of that as well. Um, so that's that's what I am, am doing on the on the health side of things. I have actually been looking at equipment as far as exercise equipment and looking at what I might want to purchase that's accessible and that can integrate directly with iOS itself. My son bought a rowing machine and it's accessible. It actually doesn't have a touch screen. It actually has physical buttons. And if you connect it to it, it will automatically download all of your activity into the health app. So maybe that's what I might do. But the problem is, is that <laughs> the thing is really, really super long. So I don't know if that I'd have room for it. So I'm, I'm continuously looking that this is part of the problem is that, you know, when you either go to a gym or you, even if you have equipment within say your apartment complex, you know, it's not accessible. So you either need to ask permission to label it or, you know, bring someone with you to set the machine up or whatever the case may be. Uh, I'm really hoping that that day comes where we truly have better access to that that type of equipment so you know here's hoping but if I, you use the nfc connection to gym equipment wouldn't that do a lot of that for us or does that it just should sync it the... should and and I, I thought apple added you know some stuff in was it last year or the year before for health I think it and was, gym equipment? i think it was last year i think gym kit was last year yeah gym kit was it, last year well okay. well no, I it don't think have, it was. No, I think it, it was the year been, before. Yeah, it may have been 2017, actually. Yeah, so I think it's going to take three or four years before you see, you know, it really integrated into mainstream products. I'm just hoping that Apple considers the accessibility, you know, part of this and truly integrates gym equipment, say, into the health app so that you can, you know, or maybe or maybe make a widget or, or something where you can then adjust settings of the equipment itself. It would be really interesting to see if they could make that happen. I forgot to mention my little um, under-desk elliptical that connects um, to QB. Oh, Allison yes. Allison picked it last year. Um, and How it's, is it? It's okay. I can see uh, some things, and it's it's all right. And the, the resistant adjust. The resistance adjustment is by a knob on the actual elliptical, so it does work. It's just, I mean, it's not for the faint-hearted. When you try to set up your account, it's a little quirky, and it's just, it's a little weird, but it does work. And also my smart scale, and I'm trying to remember the brand. Oh, Ufi, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, Ufi or whatever. Ufi or Ufi. Um, it is a smart scale and that does work fairly well as well. So I use my Apple watch primarily. I, I love the activity system on there. The workouts are awesome. I love it for swimming. So I will be taking advantage of that this year. And I'm really trying to up my activity each day. And I'm, I have my watch set at right now, uh, 900 cal active calories a day. And I usually come pretty close to that. So I track my steps, I track what I'm doing, and 
I really love having that, you know, where I can look at numbers and just say, if I need to improve, I could just do these things and get more numbers. See, now I would, I would swim a lot more here, but even in the summertime, the, the pools here are so cold. You know, I'm used to Arizona where, you know, it's so warm there that the pools have natural heating and here they, I think they only heat them up to like 70 or 72. That's cold, man. That, that's, that's a little cold to jump in a pool. So. Hey, Jeff, I got a place I want to bring you. If you ever come to Austin. Oh, yeah, you're coming yeah. this year. So I am coming. So there is a place here in Austin that's wonderful. It's called Barton Springs Pool. And, oh, cool. Uh, it is a great natural pool. And I guess I'll tell you why I'm messing with you, because year-round, even in the winter. 70 degrees. Yeah, 70 degrees. Oh, my God. Oh, that is so cold. If not colder. That is... It's a natural oh. spring, but it's a it's a natural swimming pool. It's beautiful, but it's cold. Oh, oh no, I'm sure it is. I, I, you know, and I think if you were doing laps, you'd probably be okay. It's that initial shock of jumping in, you know. You, oh, yes. You know, Whoa! But it is a neat you pool. Know, so, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, got, I get in there and I want to jump back out because it's so cold. Yeah, because, you know, here it gets down into the, you know, low 60s at night in the summer. And so, of course, the pools, you know, they don't deal well with that. So Right. And, and we really don't get a lot of sun here. <laughs> we get more sun in the summertime, but it, it's not a direct, it, it's not, it doesn't feel as strong as, say, you know, the sun in other climates like in Arizona or California or Texas right. probably. Yeah. But if you're if you don't have a watch, an app that I used to use before the watch came out was it's really cool. It's called Pedometer Plus Plus. And it's a very good step counter for your phone that will work with the health app. Yeah, don't they have a watch app as well now? I believe so. That? Yeah, so you can do it on the watch or the phone. Mhm. Yep. Very good program. So those are some health tips that you can use for your technology. There's so much more out there that we haven't mentioned, but that's just some of the things that we use. So let's talk about some project and time management apps that we use uh, out there and what we use for on the job and our personal lives. So, you know, to do apps, you know, project management and other apps like that are very useful. So. What are some apps that you guys use that you would recommend to people? I mean, I have quite a few, but I'm curious what you guys use. I mean, everything from Wonderlist to, you know, Trello to anything. So just throw it out there. What, what I would like to go like? first. Okay. Oh, my God. Always first. He's no, never first. I was last no, I last know. time. I know. I'm messing. Wow. OMG. Hard crowd, right, Jeff? Hard crowd. I know. <laughs> That's all right. Anyway, so I have really been looking for something that has been cross-platform that is accessible that I can really do this well with. And so I have settled on Microsoft To Do. Now, admittedly, I am a Microsoft employee. I I would pick it regardless of that. I just want to make it really clear uh, that, you know, I do work for the company. But the... Windows version of Microsoft To Do as well as the iOS version work very, very well as far as accessibility is concerned. 
and it integrates with Outlook. And I basically live in Outlook all day long, pretty much. And so it really works well for me. I really, really like it. I wish it had some additional features like folders and some other things like that. But <coughs> it's coming along and I'm finding it that, that it meets my needs. Uh, I also use iOS reminders, especially for things like location-based reminders. Sometimes I'll set up reminders to remind me of things when I get home or when I get to the office. That way I can, you know, get a reminder on my screen when I walk in the door. That's really useful for me. So that is what I'm doing now. And I'm going to try to be more diligent in really using it more effectively this year uh, to be able to help me stay more on track. And I live and die by my calendar. And I have a bunch of calendars. And so I think this year I'm going to really try to consolidate, you know, to, to one or two as opposed to having, I don't know, five or six right now where things are kind of spread out. It makes it a little more difficult to manage. So that's my plan for the new year. No Microsoft to do for Mac. Well, you know, they keep mentioning this. People keep mentioning this on Twitter, and I keep watching the conversations from the Microsoft to-do team, and they say it's coming. So, you know, that, <laughs> They've said it'll that be great when that, like that comes. A couple of years. <sighs> yeah, I know. Let me be a curmudgeon. Let me be a curmudgeon. I am not happy because I use Wonderlist, which is the old, uh, which turned into Microsoft to do. And Wonderlist has not yet died because one of the big reasons is because there is a Mac version of Wonderlist along with Windows, iOS, and Android. So, um, you know, one of my favorite, I, I, I'll be shallow for a minute and say that one of my favorite features of the Wonderlist app is the ding. Okay, there is something about getting a ding every time you get a task done that just, I don't know, I like it. Um, but no, seriously, it's very accessible. Um, weirdly, Wonderlist for Windows is kind of bad. It doesn't work very well. And so that's one of the big drawbacks. But I just, I'm on my Mac more, so... I tend to just manage it on my Mac side or on my phone or my iPad and deal with it. But I will be very happy when Microsoft To Do comes out for Mac and I will switch. And it does support a ding. It does. Um, that's mainly the app that I use along with my calendar. My calendar shows up on my watch. So if I have events, I will be, you know, I'll see them on my watch and I really like that. But uh, I also use an app called Toggle to track any hours that I've worked on, you know, web design for people or whatever. I use Toggle to track that. I think the big thing here is you need to look at what operating systems and platforms that you use and pick something that matches that workflow. So for me, that's why Microsoft To Do really matches up well. There are other things like OmniFocus and Remember the Milk. Remember the Milk is interesting because it's web-based and iOS-based, and I think they have an Android app too. Remember the Milk, we used to use that because uh, you could create shared lists <coughs> and do other some you know interesting things with it. I don't know if it's as popular anymore, but that was another one that was some you know that people used a lot. There's also things um, I. 
used things for a long time before I got Wonderlist. So things things is also pretty good. Um, it has some accessibility glitches. I will say that after a couple of years of nagging them about issues, it still has accessibility glitches and no accessibility on the Mac client, which is very sad. So I actually use Wonderlist as well. I, I, I like Wonderlist. I love the sound that you get when you play, when you uh, check off reminders. I love that ding sound. Um, hashtag and I also claim your use, ding. Yes, hashtag claim your ding. I love that. You were brilliant for coming up with that hashtag. <laughs> I think it was, wait, I don't remember who it was, but whoever it was is brilliant. Anyway, um, I thought it might have been. But uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I like Wonderlist. And, you know, when Microsoft To Do comes out for the Mac, then I will definitely look at it because you know like you Aaliyah I use my Mac more than I use my PC but what I have been doing is I've I've been kind of tracking my hours the old-fashioned way just because I just it just works for me for right now so what I've been doing is I'll I'll check the time using my watch or using my computer and I will then like write in a file and then I'll I'll, I'll track my hours that way I know it's boring but it works um but if I'm Jason, accomplishing a task that man right <laughs> but if i'm accomplishing uh you know a task that needs to be done in a certain amount of time then i will definitely use like the timer on my watch um and i i need to get a lot better at putting events in calendars that is definitely one of my 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 new year's resolution is to utilize my calendar more i also use apple reminders uh to you know make sure i don't forget things i don't use it as much as i use wonderlist i tend to use wonderlist for more project stuff um accessibility stuff but that's uh pretty much it i like that i can see if i have events coming up on my watch face now um it's it's just i i think that's going to help me remember to you know add stuff and use stuff into my calendar so hopefully i'll be able to keep this new year's resolution <laughs> So I use a lot of apps, and I'm going to start using more this year. I've been using Wonderlist and Microsoft To-Do. The one thing I really like about To-Dos is it supports Exchange, and that's a big thing for me. I like having everything in a central place uh, with my office account since, you know, everything I kind of do revolves around iAccessibility anyway. So I like having that support that it's already there, you know. And you could share it between team members and different things like that. So I'm a huge fan of that. So I can't wait for them to add Mac support so that we can eventually roll over to Microsoft To-Dos as a permanent thing. But there's so many more. I use uh, Reminders just because of the iOS notification support. And I I really use a, those two apps or those three apps for getting things done. But... I also really like apps like Trello where I can make project boards and kind of do to-do lists that way where it's very interactive. A lot of pictures, drag and drop. As a low vision user, I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff. And also online, I like being able to take stuff with like Pinterest and different things that I can get and do with later. That's really a, a, a great thing for low vision users because sometimes it takes longer to read text. So if you can encapsulate an idea with a picture it really helps somebody that at least it's low vision that uses uh, a site if i were to be using speech as well that would be one thing but i use a combination so um 
I really like all of these tools and I'm going to start using them more to get things done this year. And I think that's important is to have a good set of tools in your toolbox. So uh, that is something that I will be doing more of. I really like uh, these project management programs and I wish there was a little bit more support for the watch. I know reminders works, but um, you know, Wonderlist is being phased out. And the one nice thing is even on the Mac, you can use Microsoft to-dos with Outlook or they have a web app. So that is an option there. So uh, those are things that I use. Is there any other categories you guys think that we should talk about on this episode for, you know, how people can get things done in the new year? What, what strategies do you guys think would be useful? I mean, the only other thing I can think of would be maybe, you know, because when you uh, create reminders with the reminders app and you need to remember specific information that you may not have put in your reminder, you can put it in the area where you can add comment, like the, the adding the, the, I don't remember if Apple calls it a comment or if they call it a note, but I know that you can add, I think, I seem to remember you can add stuff to reminders like that. You can also, if you have a link, like a web page that you're on, you can tell Siri to remind you about it which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and all of these things work on Android. You know, Google Keep is an amazing app that works with Google Assistant to do the same things on the Android side. So there's always options. Uh, I mean, there's Wonderlist and uh, Microsoft To-Dos for Android and Trello and all these others, but all of that is there as well. Have any of you played with routines on Alexa? I haven't yet. Yeah, I... I, I'm bringing it up only because I think it might be interesting to play with, to be able to assist you in, you know, reminders. Cause I think you can schedule that in such a way that, you know, for example, when you get up in the morning, um, you can, you know, provide it a key phrase and then it will, can go off and do a number of tasks uh, to remind you of things, you know, check a number of calendars, um, you know, that kind of a thing. So, Perhaps we can look into that a little bit more and talk about it on another show. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I wonder if you could share remind, I mean, uh, routines, like you can share uh, shortcuts in iOS. That would be very interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, would be interesting. I think it's a pretty new feature. It's I think. been out about as long, I think, longer than shortcuts has for iOS. So it's a little bit. It's yeah, pretty probably. Mature. Yeah. Well, I got a, I got a second Echo Dot third generation device. Sorry if I said anybody's off there, <laughs> but uh, so it's kind of cool now. I used to use my iPhone to listen to audiobooks, and now I just use the Echo that's over by my nightstand on my side of the bed. And it's kind of cool because they're now set up in such a way where we pretty much ha now have stereo in the room for for the two Echo dots. Oh, that's cool! And yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I like that. You know, I, if you think about that, putting one, if your bed's in the middle of the room, put one on either side of the bed, that would be pretty sweet. Well, the oh, yeah, problem be, is, yeah. the problem is, though, there will come a point where the stereo image is so wide that it just doesn't necessarily work. Um, I've actually experienced that before. I figured, oh, let's see how wide I can make the stereo image. Because uh, I had, on a on a stereo, I had a set of speakers that had extremely long cables. 
So I was actually able to set one on one wall of a room and one almost on another wall. I don't know why those cables were so long. <coughs> and I found that it was it was really hard to determine where the center of the of the stereo image was and it just kind of I don't know, it just was weird. But it would still be kind of fun to do, especially because you can have is an even wider image through, you know, Bluetooth connected speakers like the dots or the home pods. Well, I guess the echoes in general. But yes, routines are going to be something we look at and we may even have an entire show about them. So, uh we will we will see. All right, does anybody have any final comments before we wrap up today? I just think that it's extremely awesome that technology can do what it does and if you use it in the right ways that work for you, it can be extremely powerful. And I just I'm so glad that we are where we are right now. Well, I will say this, it is going to be an amazing new year for iAccessibility, and I hope that we have content that you guys want to listen to and that you keep coming back for and that we have good topics. But we want you to have input on that. So head to our Twitter, head to our Facebook, and we'll talk about how to get to there uh, in, in a minute. But let us know, you know your thoughts. Let us know what topics you want to be heard uh, talked about on the IACast and give your opinions. Let us know. And we'll talk about that on the show each week. So we really hope that you enjoy the show. We're going to do it for many, many years and we just hope it gets better and better. So uh, we will be back next week with yet another episode, but until then we have our picks and we're our contact info. So let's start it off with, Jeff, again, where can people find you and what's your pick? Thank you, Michael. My pick today is Backpack Studio. For those of you that might remember Bosch Jock Studio or Bosch Jock Studio Junior, these were apps, recording apps that would allow you to record and you could add carts and, you know, play the carts while you're recording your voice. It's a very, very cool app. Well, the author has now come out with a new version of this called Backpack Studio. It's $10 in the App Store, and it's got a really, just a tremendous number of uh, options for fine-tuning your recording and your mics and all of that. And he's continuing to add more features uh, as time goes on here. In fact, a new version just came out, I think, yesterday. So that is my pick. Ways to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me on Twitter by following at Jeff Bishop, J-E-F-F-B-I-S-H-O-P, or you can email me at Jeff at JeffBishop.com. All right. And Aaliyah, where can people find you online? Well, you don't care about my pick, clearly. Uh, yeah, you have a pick, too. I'm, yeah. You know, it's, it's important. It's some game that came out that... We may or may not have done a game cast on at the end of the year. That is the Great Toy Robbery, which released an update at the end of last year and is continuing to receive minor updates as time goes on. It is now available for Windows and Mac, and you can go steal toys from Santa's workshop and run away from elves. And if you're really, really lucky, you might get Santa to blow himself up. And best of all, it's free. So... Go get it. Um, it is highly entertaining. One hundred and sixteen achievements. So, hey, Aaliyah, very did cool. you see that somebody? Did I you did. see that somebody, somebody actually got 
That's, all of them. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow, that's all insane. of them. I, I don't know how they wow. do it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I wonder what the game does when you do get all the achievements. <laughs> it kicks you out like, you're done. <laughs> right it just it just like throws up this screen of like the shocked face and just like um ellipsis i don't know what else to say and then it exits the program <laughs> that'd be funny if i know liam never would do this but it would be funny if it said too many achievements runtime error <laughs> yes indeed so i still play it it's very fun yes it's a christmasy game but you know it's fun to play any time of year because you know, who doesn't like stealing things? Anyway, now that my dark side's coming out, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A, at iAccessibility.net, and you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowGirl199. All right, Jason, what is your pick, and where can people find you online? Well, with all this talk about CES earlier in the episode, my pick is actually CNET. CNET is a website that has all kinds of technology videos and articles and reviews, and it's just, it's a really great resource. It's owned by CBS, and I mean, it just, it just has a lot of great content. I really like what they do, um, and they are definitely going to have CES coverage. There is an app for, actually, I think there's a couple apps, actually, for iOS and Android, and it's all free as far as i know i don't think they have anything that you would need to pay for um they do have contests uh from time to time i've seen them give some stuff away so it's just it's it's a really nice app um it's i tend to oh they're also in apple news uh which is where i tend to read most of the time just because it it's just part of my mental feed um so yeah cnet.com c-n-e-t.com and it's 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 really nice as far as where people can find me online you can find me producing content for iaccessibility you can email me at jason at iaccessibility.net you can follow me on twitter at jde91 that's juliet delta echo 91 and you can also find me on facebook just search for jason earls all right so my pick this week is my 2018 11-inch iPad Pro <gasps> Silver. Shocker. Right? I love this iPad. I know Aaliyah doesn't care for it as much because of the design, the square. It looks like a giant iPhone 4. It does. It looks also more like a Surface. A bit. Um, because it's, it's more squared, sharper edges. But I love it. I love this tablet more than any other iPad I've owned. And I say that every time. So they must be doing something right. It has USB-C. It has bigger speakers than the 11 point, I mean the 10.5 inch uh, variant from a year and a half ago. It has uh, a lot more space. I got a 512 gig, which I can hold all kinds of stuff. I have all current t uh, 11 and a half seasons of Big Bang Theory on it. And it has an amazing display, amazing sound, and just everything is great. The only thing I don't like is holding the top button for Siri. I kind of wish it was on the side. That would make me a lot happier. But I was able to charge 
my AirPods and I could charge an iPhone with this new USB-C to lightning uh, cable that I bought for $25, which was not bad. I thought it would be more. And I could even charge my iPhone faster with that cable. So it's awesome. Just the things you could do with it, the speed is great. I mean, it's faster than some of the older Xboxes and 92% of PCs, as they say. And just drag and drop between apps is great. It's amazing. I kind of wish there was an easy attachment for a keyboard other than the Apple's case that was more uh, profitable that used the, the port uh, on the back, not the side. But it's a great iPad. I love it, and I can't wait to get the pencil and the keyboard. Well, Michael, you mentioned USB-C to lightning cables. Did you see that Apple is now selling USB-C Apple Watch charging cables? No, I didn't. Yes, apparently I they are selling them now. Buy one. <sighs> All the things. <laughs> All right. If you want to get in contact with me, you can. I am Michael Doeys on Facebook. You could find me on Twitter. Uh, just search for Michael Do uh, Mike Mike Doeys, not Michael Doeys. Uh, you can email me at Mike Doeys, that's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E -E at iaccessibility.net. And you can find me on my website at michaeldoeys.com and posting shortcuts everywhere on uh, Routine Hub and eventually on Beyond the Gallery and all these other places. So very excited about what we do. So, yeah. If you want to find iAccessibility, you can at iaccessibility.net. We are iAccessibility1 on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for iAccessibility. Uh, we have all of our social network links on the website. We have our WhatsApp group. Yes, we do have a community. So uh, go there and join us, unless you're a spammer, in which case, don't. Um, <laughs> you will be terminated. We have had a lot of that, believe it or not, in our WhatsApp group because we make it public. And... Uh, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash IACast. We now have all of our outtakes up there, so go and join and enjoy the content, the laughs and everything. And our end of 2018 show will come out soon. Um, since I've been traveling and all that and getting caught up, I have not had time to finish that, but that is in production as we speak. So stay tuned for that. And I'm very excited that we are going to have that. There's some pretty stellar outtakes in that show, folks. Yes, it is. There's and even though it's not Christmas time, ones. there's some great Christmas-themed music. So yes, indeed. You will have lots to look forward to there. So we also have our apps for uh, iOS and Android. Look for iAccessibility for iOS and iAccast for Android. And we are uh, on both of those platforms and anywhere you can get podcasts. So we hope you enjoy all of those things. So... I want to thank everybody for being with us for our first episode of the year. I think it's been a great episode, and I hope you guys use some of the things that we talk about on this episode. And we will be back for plenty of new episodes this year, new demo casts, new game casts, and maybe even some new shows and some returning shows. So stay tuned for that. So I'm very excited. So thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode of the IACast, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye everyone. Guys. Bye, everyone. Copyright 
2019, iAccessibility LLC.